0: Know you're not alone, because I'm going to make this place your home. News Radio 840
1: WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sikoler, the Little Real Estate Show, with you here for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. Glad you're along on this Sunday. If you need to reach me, 376-5483. We are slam-packed, and I love it, love it, love it every minute of it. Remember that from Seinfeld? Okay. Yes. Also, my son Greg is here, who's also slapped. I'm really, exhausted. We're busy. I,
2: I'm, I'm actually exhausted. We've been stop. so. I've been doing almost two a day on average uh, photo, photography. But you know. The market has blown up wide open. Lots of buyers out
1: there. Lots of sellers looking to sell. So three seven six five four eight three. Also in the studio here, buddy, Randy Rocky from Swan Financial. You can reach Randy anytime, day or night. For the most part, it's six four five zero seven three six. Good to see you.
0: Good morning, Bob.
1: You're looking refreshed and relaxed. I'm happy. All good. Good. Lee Harris also here. Limestone counsel uh, for uh, legal counsel for Limestone Title and Escrow. And You can reach Lee at six four nine seven nine six four. Good to see you. Good morning. And if you close over at Limestone, which you can pick the closing attorney that you want, ask them for some of their cookies. Really,
3: yes, good. they are good.
1: And they just remodeled their offices, which is very nice as well. You know, normally we start off with questions, but um, we're going to do a little different one, a little different. Um, Up first, I was meeting with Jim and Jane. I've actually changed their names because of what I'm about to tell you and you're about to hear. They're listing their home with me when they told me they had started building a home already with a builder months ago. And listen to this, Lee. He appears to be dragging his feet they went on and did some describing of what's going on. Red flags went up as I continue to talk to them. How much money have you given the builder so far?
3: Um, seventy-three thousand.
1: And that involves fifty or so thousand for the lot, and the rest is cash. 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 What guarantees do you have? Do you have a contract with this builder? Yes.
3: Yes, we have a contract.
1: And yet, he's not giving you a time frame for closing.
3: The original contract says eight months. That weather can play a part in delaying that
1: how far are we into the eight months at this point
3: we're 10 months
1: you're 10 months in mm-hmm. okay so the weather over the winter wasn't all that mm-hmm. bad but okay mm-hmm. so given the benefit of the doubt even mm-hmm. so when is he going to have it ready for you
3: maybe in a month
1: is there a realtor involved in the transaction to protect you at all no is there an attorney involved on your behalf to draw up paperwork there could be yeah, it, it typically that's a yes or a no answer what's the could be in there
3: well we used an attorney when we turned the lot o- back over to him and when we closed on the lot originally and then when we turned it back over to him
1: so he has the lot uh-huh. that was using an attorney but the cash money out of pocket plus now that he's got the lot there's nothing else there
3: there's just a handwritten you know paper from contract. him contract yeah
1: a, a, a contract addendum yeah. or whatever it's not a it's not a typed up contract it's a handwritten contract mm-hmm. yes that concerned me. Lee, what are your thoughts?
3: Um, I'm very concerned. I'd like to know what this contract says. Um, is there a reversal back to them? If if the property doesn't get built, they get their lot back? I'm hoping so.
1: Plus the money um, that they've already spent. Right, which, the
3: money they've already spent. And how much is it? I mean, she says one more month. I mean, she didn't say how much is actually built uh, in one month. You know, we'll see. could if, be a lot. Yes. Yeah, so,
1: the, folks, this is why I brought this up, up first. There are a lot of people who are thinking maybe they're going to build. and it is re- ridiculously stressful for uh Couple uh, who need to decide what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Uh, one of the things that you need to know is if you've got a realtor involved. Uh, for the most part, all realtors have gone through this process before with other clients, so they have a track record. They know what should be done, shouldn't be done. If you bring a mortgage company in and not pay cash, Randy, there'll be checks and balances from a mortgage company. Correct? Yes, uh, but he, they're a cash buyer. Correct? It seems to be. I don't know if they're taking money out or if they're going to use money from the sale of their home to help finances. That well, bit, I had a
0: family member that bought in mean, cash, and uh, I still made them get owner's title insurance. Yeah, and correct. even, and Lee, you can comment on that. Yeah, if I you mean, don't mind. Sure. No,
3: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no matter what, uh, I would say, especially cash, get get uh, title insurance. You know, and and uh, and um, also, I think of, of a strong contract that has been reviewed by an attorney mm-hmm. and or in, a realtor in, or writing, both. in yes. writing not
0: on not on a, not not on a napkin yeah, yeah. So, and even on yeah. new construction bobby even if they've been around the the builder for 15 or 20 years and lee you can probably attest to this you know it's only cost a couple hundred dollars extra to get yeah. owner's title insurance it's and very just, worth it. it's just you never know if they didn't pay the concrete guy and then all of a sudden four months you're there yeah in the house and then all of a sudden you get these certified letters and now you owe a bunch of money, so yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. I, I don't know if Greg, if you've had this problem yet, but I know from my
1: experience that I've worked with buyers who have come back to me and say, "Hey, listen, this builder says that if I work with the builder and not bring a realtor into the into the deal, he'll give me a better price." Uh-huh. Which may or may not be true, but there's got to be a reason, un- ultimately,
2: why he doesn't want a realtor or even an attorney in. To oversee the process yeah i mean i've I actually had a situation where a builder tried to cut me out <clears throat> i don't know if you remember the guy out in frankfurt or in fort knox actually yeah rather where, where we had a deal and he tried to cut us out and, and we had to let our client know what protections he was going to lose by losing one of us and and we ended up working out a deal where the we came in strong and let the builder know that we weren't going anywhere, and our seller back to sell, or our buyer back to either, But yeah, it, it, it does happen, and you need to. Why not protect yourself? Why not be protected on have somebody there on your behalf and yeah. just allow a one sided transaction to happen? You want more heads in the pot on that. On yeah, that this
1: one really worries me, and that's why I brought this up. Uh, I've obviously changed their names because I think it's important for all of the people who are listening to us, and for those of you listening, to tell friends and family. That in the event you are going to build, you need to go through certain processes to make sure that you're not taken advantage of. One of them is to bring in a realtor. Another one, even if you're not going to use a realtor, bring an attorney in who will charge you by an hour, but at least will review documents just for your protection because you're spending a lot of money. You need to be represented. And then make sure, don't let anybody tell you you don't need a home inspection. I go into a number of homes. We've got potential sellers. When I ask them... Have you had a home inspection when you built the house? They said, oh, yeah, they had the county people come out. and They looked at everything, and that's not the correct answer. It's not the
2: same thing either. They're looking at completely different uh, things.
1: And you don't know what the county is doing, if they're having a bad day, whatever. But when a home inspector is there, if they miss something, they're...
2: Their job is on the line, and if something is missed, you can go after them. For, uh, for. Well, going further, there's a lot of builders that have old-time connections with some of these inspectors. These, these good we old boys, go as there. we say. No, we they. Well, no, they everyone there. knows. Yeah, the but protection, you, yeah. it's about being it's protected, protected and having That's somebody why,
1: on your side. You want a radon test. You want to also have a home inspector in there. Okay.
3: Can I add one more yeah, thing? Yeah, please, go. Um, <clears throat> it, I'm not saying it could never happen, but very rarely in my 23 years of experience have I seen the buyer get a better deal.
1: This is very true. I didn't want to bring this up because it sounds like, okay, Bob's saying he's a realtor representing Mm -hmm. realtors and yet bringing it up. But realistically, it's not a better deal for the, it's the buyer, same price for the buyer. Yeah. It's the same price, and the builder is putting some extra cash. Right, yeah. It
2: just comes down to because at the end of the day, the appraised value is what it is. There's going to be somebody come out to make sure that the home is worth what it's supposed to be, and that there's nothing egregious. So it's at the end of the day, you're right. It's how much more money is the builder going to be putting in his pocket right. versus telling you to not be represented and have somebody protect your interests. It just doesn't make any. And sense. And you, as the
1: buyer, not having protection against potential problems that the builder may be causing all the time, every day. To any one of their clients. So, another thing you need to do is do do some due diligence. Check better business bureau. Get some names, references. Walk the neighborhood of the place you're going to be building. Talk to your potentially future neighbors and ask them, "Hey, how was the builder to work with?" Yeah, Yeah. because that that'd be very telling. Uh, Let's move on. This earlier today, I took a uh, an interesting question from one of our potential sellers, and he looks at a lot of websites. He asked me a great question. We never had this one on the, on the uh, air before, and I, I didn't have time to have him call in, but I said, okay, I'll repeat this. So Stefan asks, when he looks at some websites, what's the difference between a listing that's under contract and pending? Now, I know the answer. Who in here knows the answer additionally? Lee, do you know? You don't know.
3: Not as far as Glar's rules.
1: So here's what. Let me tell you my exactly. interpretation. Okay. So here's interpretation what, time. This is what I how I was told this information. So in the past, uh, before this past year, when a home is um, is goes under contract, in other words, uh, buyer comes in. Oh, I love the house. Gonna they write a contract. It is then accepted by the sellers and the seller's agent. The home would be marked pending. And when they did that, bam. All of a sudden, the home falls off of Realtor.com, our MLS. It's there, but not for, for not public. Not
2: active for public. Not state.
1: active, yeah. So it's now dark, basically, and no other buyers know about it. So what happens if it falls apart? Now, there was an old adage, you can put it um, active under contract, under contract, um, but not officially change it, just put it in the agent notes that's under contract but you only had X amount of days to then move it to pending. Mm-hmm. And that became a problem because if you didn't move it to pending, Linda from the board would make a call and you'd be fined. So that wasn't so good. But then they created a specific thing that says under contract. And to my understanding, that
2: active under contract, active under a contract, new category that was created by right. the board um, of realtors. The so if you
1: move it to active under contract, folks, it means you've got a contract on the house, the seller has a contract, but they still want to show it and take back up offers, which is not as great as just having it active. But in a very tight market, and it is very tight right very now, tight, very tight, very tight. In the low three thousands of numbers under, of under the three, listing, yeah, it's it's it moves even, up and down yeah. daily. So that's where, Stefan, that's how uh, active under contract came up and why it's being used if you see it. So hopefully that explained it. We move on. Good morning, Bob Sekuler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello.
4: Hi, Bob. This is Bill. Yeah. How come the lending companies don't give a legitimate uh,
1: pre-approval at the very beginning before the sale goes forward? So this is a problem that we are faced with. And what, what Bill's alluding to here is that there are some lenders, not Swan, because I know you do your due diligence, Randy. But there are some lenders who will basically, if, um, let's say Lee calls me, uh, I'm I'm going to play Randy. Hey, how you doing? And Lee calls and Lee says, you want to apply for a loan?
3: I would like to apply for a alone randy
1: oh very good lee so how much money do you make okay good and are there any outstanding dollars okay no good am i right so far
2: yes which randy was that no okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can't tell um what else would you ask on the surface
0: uh you you need to know uh where their down payments coming from assets uh obviously you have to pull the credit
1: so there are some lenders who though they will ask those questions, and they'll write them down. They'll never do the due diligence of actually checking to verify that the information that Lee or a borrower gives is legitimate, right? And that's where the problem comes in. And that's where I think Bill is going with honest pre-approval. They do Now, there are a lot of lenders who do
2: do a really that. good job.
1: Yeah. But there are, are a, number, a number of them, including some that you will find online. That well, that's
2: just, the bigger, bigger issue is more of the ones that are online, the people that aren't your yeah. brick and mortar but right I'm, in front of I'm your not face. Letting,
1: I'm not letting off other local lenders uh, that sure, may not be Sure, absolutely, it, right? absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what would you suggest t- to Bill? How do
1: you verify that the information has been pulled and legitimately checked?
0: Uh, you could call the loan officer. I think that that is well. Then one.
1: You're not Bill if he's the seller, but his agent should call. Right, the loan the,
0: officer. The, the, the agent should call and uh, say, "Hey, how did you approve them? And did you verify that, that their income? Did you get the W twos? Did you get the bank statements to show that they have the money for the down payment? Uh, uh, all those types of uh, types of questions. Because I agree with you. It's I think it's getting worse rather than better, though. I think uh, uh, Greg alluded to it. It's it, yeah. it's just a, it's an amazing problem, and we have systems and processes in place to make sure that we don't give uh, uh, not have legitimate approvals. I mean, it's yeah, no, I think it's it, it's a real problem, and it's I've
1: said in the past that with some mortgage companies, the pre-approval is not worth the paper it's printed on. That's I think right. That's pretty obvious, and then the um, the other thing that then comes up, and folks, this you're going to glaze your eyes are going to glaze over. I trust me when I tell you this. There is a form that lenders send out towards the end of the transaction before it closes, the the notorious 4506T. Am I right? Right. Yeah. So that asks the federal government, are there any back taxes that are owed, right? And why do you want to know? Why is it the bank's business to know if there are back taxes on the buy person who's buying?
0: Well, the reason they need to know is if, if, if they do owe back taxes, they usually cannot buy a home. But if they're making a payment for so many months you got to put that in the debt-to-income ratio, which then could be a problem for approval.
1: And if they owe back taxes, isn't the federal government first position on any loan before the bank would get paid in the event of a foreclosure? Uh, um, You're not sure about that? No, you want to check? they're not. Oh, not? Okay, but no, they're, they're not.
0: Unfair. But what they what they will make them do is they can't sell the house. The, the, they'll let them buy a house, but uh, it, it gets a little tricky when you get in those situations. Okay. But th- that just what happens is the 4506T
1: goes out late in the game. And so if the lender finds out that there are back taxes that are owed or payments being made or something's a little on the askew, so to speak, the whole deal falls apart
2: at the last minute. So that is a bigger problem that we need to think about. Sure, well. you can buy and get more debt. But when you sell, we want that money first. You want right. to bring it over to the government Absolutely. first. Yeah. And then, yes. we'll, you know, you can still move, but we want that money when we see it Yes, in some <laughs>
0: situations, other situations, Greg, you can't move. Right, you just can't. right.
2: All right,
1: next call coming in. I think everybody's going to. Find this one rather interesting. Good morning, Bob Sekuler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS.
0: Hey Bob, this is Fred, and yeah. I got a question for you. I yeah. just purchased a home on the east side of Louisville, and we moved in, and all the neighbors came over and had, you know, we're getting to get to know the neighborhood. And one guy asked me, "Did you know that your house was featured on TV because it had evidence of paranormal activity?"
1: Yeah. Now I've I've heard <laughs> nice. this question has come up before. In fact, I think Fred may have called in with one of these before that this has actually happened, and I think Fred's a little upset about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing on the disclosure that says no. Is your house, as you are listing it, have you had any paranormal Stigmatized activity? properties? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, there are things in there that uh, you know, is, there's um, regarding chemicals that may have been used, sure, like sure. Base, but fungus, nothing. fungus, mold, yeah. mm-hmm. but nothing, <laughs> right.
2: mm-hmm. nothing about. The ghosts. Stigmas. The mm-hmm. ghouls and the goblins. Interesting, right. isn't it?
3: <laughs> yes. And actually, I'm glad this question came up because I teach this in my continuing ed classes and people laugh at me. And well, they I, say it's I, silly and nobody cares.
1: No, nope. I'm telling you they're wrong. That's they right. They do and it's not so silly.
3: It's actually when I was at the Real Estate Commission for yeah. 12 and a half years, I, that was the number one question I received about stigmas was about hauntings <clears throat> or ghosts because some people believe in them and they don't want to move into a house where they are. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and and... Basically, what what Fred is saying is that his house was promoted as a haunted house. However, the sellers did not tell him that. Interesting. So what buyers need to know, if this is something that – it's not that it's always going to be top of your mind when mm-hmm. you're buying a house. Oh, I better ask, is it haunted, right? Or, you know – but it is a question that the buyers will have to ask. It's not going to be provided.
1: Right. So – ask if you're buying a house ask your agent to ask the buyer the seller's agent to ask the sellers is it haunted not but there you... is
2: no remember there is no legal right. no and, and and reason the for them can, to disclose yeah, the if it say but no I, but we've had that we've had that discussion here before that yeah. walking that line but in the case yeah. of ghosts
1: no, it's interesting it
2: really is an interesting All right.
1: when we come back some investments you may make in your property that will actually <sighs> cause you to lose money you'll actually throw money away we'll tell you about that in the studio as we go to break we've got lee harris legal counsel limestone title and escrow and you can reach lee at 649-7964 also randy rocky swan Financial 645-0736 my son greg who's over on instagram day and night night and day and what's the best handle for you over there you like?
2: At We Sell Louisville or at Greg Sacola
1: And then you can reach me anytime, day or night, on my cell phone, three seven six five four eight three. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? for additional cost information other restrictions may
4: apply
2: in the real estate market sellers and buyers have great expectations and as a real estate agent you take pride in fulfilling them but some things are beyond your control So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today.
4: Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I I recommend in your area. In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or Bob will buy it. Go to weselllouisville.com and get top dollar for your home.
1: News Radio 840 WHAS. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran, Shark Tank fame. If you'd like to talk to us about our Guaranteed Sale Program, simple, we come out, we arrive at a price, we list, we sell, there's no extra fees. You can cancel at any time with our Guaranteed Sale Program, but most of our sellers just want to have, have us sell it as quickly as we normally do, and that's an easy thing to happen. Just give me a call, 376-5483, 376 Three. If you want to see what sellers are saying and buyers are saying about us, a couple of things you can do, head to louisvillezillow.com where our reviews are. Take a look at some of those. Or you can head to louisvillesellerstalk.com or louisvillebuyerstalk.com, and that will take you to our YouTube channel, which has a whole bunch of stuff with regards to how we sell and what our clients think about us. So there are, without questions, um, a lot, a lot of different things you can do to fix up your home, even if um, you're not planning on selling in the next five or ten years. By the way, in the studio I didn't mention, legal counsel from Limestone Title and Escrow, Lee Harris at 649-7964. And Randy, I want to make sure I promote you guys. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial at 6450736. And my son, Greg. So there are a variety of things that you can do. And things that will cost you money, there's only one thing that will make you money in terms of getting your home ready to sell. So get a load of this. For example, if you are thinking about a major kitchen remodel, which in our area means getting rid of the cabinets, putting in new cabinets, countertops, new um, appliances. appliances right? fixtures, yeah. So it's a major kitchen remodel in um, a mid, mid-priced home. The job typically costs about 63000 bucks. You will get, believe it or not, of that sixty-three thousand. If you go to sell, only thirty-nine thousand approximate dollars yeah. back. That's a sixty-one percent cost recouped of what you spent. Mm-hmm. Not so good.
2: I tell these people. I tell people all the time. And I have a yeah. friend who we're getting ready to list his his house in uh, Saint Matthews. He's like, "Well, should I do this? Do I, I? I said, "Listen, first off, it's an investment property. so That's a whole. But why, if you're selling it, let the market speak one, and don't overdo it. As long as you have fresh." maybe some new paint, yeah. uh, clean carpets, things of that nature, you're not going to make money on a lot of these things that you do to the property. You'll end up losing it. And you won't have the satisfaction, as appraisers
1: will tell you, hey, you, did you enjoy having this or that or the kitchen remodel? Exactly. Because that enjoyment is what it's was it's what worth, it's worth yeah. yeah. So I'll give you another example. If you're going to have, and a lot of people do, you see a lot of commercials on TV and hear on the radios, Replacement windows oh yeah, mm-hmm. get more energy efficient windows, a typical window replacement this is an average cost uh nineteen thousand eight hundred and sixty six bucks of that when it comes time to uh, selling your home over the next five or ten years, you will get a value of twelve thousand three hundred and thirty nine dollars or a, a cost recouped of sixty two point one percent now this is fr- all this is coming from a cost versus value that was put together by the Home Remodelers Association. Uh, it's a value report and uh, discussing remodeling in 2019, and I'm looking at specific Louisville uh, prices, numbers. So I I just want you to be aware of the fact that very easily you can put money into, say, for a, a roof replacement. And granted, there are bigger roofs, smaller roofs, but let's say you're going with a big roof, and hopefully... Um, maybe the insurance is paying for it because you've got hail damage, that'd be great. But let's say your roof cost was $35,000. That's a big roof. The value to resell is $19,605. you are recouping only 55% of
2: what you... Well, need. and that's the thing with a lot of yeah. these numbers. It's like people are looking at, we need to make income. A lot of these things that we're talking about are deferred maintenance issues. They're things that are... are Come with the well, you, responsibility you of homeownership. Well, that's right, exactly, and that's and that's the thing. You're not there's looking only, to make. Money.
1: There's only one thing that you can do according to this report that will make money, and that's the entry door replacement. Typically, it will cost you seventeen thousand five hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, one thousand seven hundred fifty-four <laughs> bucks. We're yeah. talking
2: Dang. mega mansions <laughs> no, be, in, lo- no, in L.A. One thousand seven hundred
1: fifty-four. It will actually make you money for a return of one hundred eight percent. If you go to sell, because so you've small. got a good looking door, so that's just curb kind of appeal. The account. minor
2: things. This is what I see yep. to do. You yeah, know. it's it's paint stuff. Uh, Cut the grass, trim the trim the, the hedges. As long as it's livable, you're going to be fine.
1: As realtors, attorneys, lenders, we work under some very strict rules, tight regulations. Can we all agree about that? Yes, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. we do. <laughs> Randy's like, yeah, uh huh. Uh-huh. I mean, it really is. The home selling process with the money. Is, the home selling process is pretty straightforward. You list. There's a contract, there are inspections, and then the appraisal. One of the clients we listed uh, several weeks ago, I'll call him Jimmy. I've changed his name, of course, because of what you're about to hear, is not happy with the appraisal process. Initially, you started looking at homes selling in your neighborhood. You wanted how much for it?
4: 300000
1: And I told you what?
4: Wouldn't go for 300000
1: Because what?
4: Um, the square footage that I have and that they probably wouldn't appraise for that amount.
1: And you said... A concern. What was the concern about
4: the appraisal? That I believe the appraisers are going to make the um, their evaluation of the property lower just to be on the safe side because they used to get in a lot of trouble because they were over appraising them. Now they're going to under appraise them. So I don't think I'm going to get a valuable, uh, viable appraisal of my property.
1: You also pointed out that you think that a whole appraisal process is somewhat uh, ridiculous.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because? Uh, well, because I think people buy a, an item. They don't buy square footage. They don't buy um, all kinds of different things that the appraisers and the banks want. They go to and they look at a house and they say, I like that house. They don't say, I'm not buying that house because it's X amount of square footage and I'm not going to buy that because it's not worth it. Because the like guy down the street has more, has more square footage, so my price per square foot is better at the bigger house. But I like this house.
1: So, in essence, you're saying the process is broken.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, all yeah. right. So, let's first say this to any appraisers who's out, who are out there. Any appraiser, feel free to call me, come on the show, and explain in better language than what we're about to explain about the appraisal process. You can reach me at three seven six five four eight three. We'll book you for an upcoming show. Let's talk to Randy and and Lee. Randy, the appraisal process, it is what it is.
0: It is what it is. It's. We go through third parties now, Bob, which uh, is taking the cost up about $200. The reason they said they've done that is there were certain um, companies, lenders, that were uh, uh, getting uh, favorable appraisals from their appraisal companies, and and they were putting pressure on them. If you do not – appraise this house for this amount and I'll use somebody else from now on and it was terrible we never and sincerely we never would ever get involved in something like that but, but that, that brought that, the market
1: that, down down in 2005, six, seven, eight.
0: It did yeah. and then what they've done now is over regulated in my opinion and and now we have this third-party appraisal right. system process and it's more conservative appraisals I agree with that
1: so Lee, for the most part. Thoughts on it, Lee? Does does our guy have any – we'll call him again Jimmy. Does he have any validity in what he's saying?
3: Well, <clears throat> I have to say there are, in my legal experience, two types of buyers. One is a square footage person. I'm going $100 per square foot. This house is worth X to me. And then there, I'm on the other camp, which is I'm with Jimmy. I like the house. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay 300 for it. It's worth it to me. I like the rooms. I like the, the kitchen. I like the whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's not a legal answer, but as a personal answer – that's definitely true but um as long as they can bring some type of comps some type of legitimacy to their number you know you have to be able to have some legal right
2: price per square foot can be driven up by finishes and things of that nature depending on what you're looking at I I will tell you this
1: is a conversation we will continue for another show but I want to raise the point offer it up to appraisers call me and we'll get you on on board to be on the on the show 376-5483. Three seven six five four eight three again is my number. My thanks to Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow. You can reach her at six four nine seven nine six four. That's her cell phone number. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Randy Rocky, Line, uh, over at Swan Financial six four five zero seven three six. Thank you. Thank Greg, you, Greg. Greg See you at we Louisville. See you next week on News Radio eight forty WHAS.